And we're live. All righty. Welcome, everyone. I might be a little choppy for some reason. My internet is being weird, but that's okay. Uh, my name is Andres Gamboa. I am the host of the Ponytails podcast, uh, and I am super excited for our guest today. I'm excited for every one of our guests, but that's okay. If my video is a little choppy, I apologize for the technical difficulties. Wi-Fi issues are sometimes a thing. Um, and so, yeah, our guest today, I'm, I'm super excited about, I've known them. I've known Curtis, it's Curtis and Amy Rogers. I've known Curtis for a long time. Amy, I'm, I'm going to get to know here today. And it's super exciting because they are fellow Nebraskans. So I'm, I'm all about those Huskers and, and, and super excited to have some people from the Midwest representing the old good old force organization. Uh, if you don't know, uh, this is a show about people who sold books door to door with Southwestern Advantage. So if this is your first episode, welcome, welcome. Uh, it, we, we just, all we do is talk to people about their crazy time uh going door to door and this internship that's over 160 years old i think at this point now and we just share some stories about the fun times the the good times the tough times and kind of catch up with them and see where they're at and what they're doing now so um curtis and amy uh sold six summers uh they were in the dynasty organization uh technically um and then, of course, the force eventually uh, Curtis ended up, did, uh, ended up working with Family Heritage. I'm not sure um, for how long, but he did 12 years with Southwestern, of course, was a DSL. Um, obviously, uh, was a person that got the legend, the, the man, the myth, the legend, Grant Greeter onto the onto Southwestern. Uh, and so we'll get to we'll we'll bring him on here in just a little bit. Uh, but first, a couple of announcements. Number one. Uh, we're getting ever so close to launching our website. It should be done here by the end of uh, next week. And so we are excited about that just because uh, you'll be able to keep up with us in a different way. Make sure you get all news, Pony Tales podcast. And of course, uh, our merch will be uh, uh, out there for you guys to purchase and get a hold of. We have some really cool hoodies, some really cool um, uh, gear that's coming up. And of course, uh, more information on that as, as, as that develops. We will also be starting the stable uh, a little bit more officially with Heather. She's going to be the stable. We call it the place where the ponies live, which of course is all about the horses. That's what we're doing. Um, but uh, yeah, so we're excited for that one. Uh, again, I apologize if the video is a little choppy. I think my sound's probably coming in pretty good. Um, really quick, I would also uh, like to talk about some of our partners. And so on that, we also have the, the Bizzler update. So if you don't know yet, if you're not, haven't heard, we are doing an alumni getaway trip in August 15th through the 19th. We already have people signed up, ready to go. They got their spots locked in. Others have already gotten in contact with Josh Martinez about coming out to hang out. Uh, it's going to be a networking event mixed in with the Sizzler. So we're going to have, you know, uh, sand volleyball tournament, but also a little cocktail hour where you can talk about your business. And so it's going to be a mixer of the things, just a little reunion that we're throwing together in Mexico and Cancun, five-star resort at the Riviera Maya. There's going to be a link at the bottom of every episode where you can get more information about how to sign up and enroll for that. In order for us to get prepared, though, we have been working with um, Elevate Wellness, which is ran by Seth Hood, Zane Gallagher, Joe Ignace, all book guys, and they are getting us into shape. And so back to that competition. I got my abs coming back and my wife's super excited about it. So that's good. Uh, we're partnering with those guys. If you guys want to know how to get into better shape, get into a better frame of mind, better health uh, for yourself, make sure you reach out to us. We can get you in touch with Seth. They have helped me 
I can speak for myself. I know Nick and uh, Naomi can also say the same thing, but for myself, I can tell you guys, I'm feeling extremely healthy. I'm feeling upbeat. I'm feeling a lot more energized and I'm happy about the way that uh, my nutrition is going. It's been a huge part of my ability to stay energized throughout the day. So it's super exciting. They have been able to help me with that and I'm super excited. Um, we are also partnered with Aptive. Um, Aptive is through Nick Warner, another book guy. Uh, these guys are looking for people to go work this summer. So if you're looking for a job, if you're looking for a way to kind of make money in a way that is all about your work ethics, something similar to the summer with Southwestern, um, Aptive is definitely the way to go. They're going to be looking and hiring all this month and next month. And it started their selling season in April. They will provide housing and they will provide uh, lodging. Or that's the same thing. I'll provide housing and a team that you can work with to go and make a ton of money selling uh, pest control. That's what Aptive has been doing. They're super good at it. We had a lot of details on how that works on the episode 82 with Aaron Raleigh. You can go check that out for sure. And last but not least, we are brought to you by Will Metcher. Will is a person that works with, if you don't know, well, it's sad that you don't know who Will Metcher is, but Will Metcher works with... Uh, um, Southwestern Consulting. And as he says it, I help people suck less. So if you guys need uh, a little bit more of focus, somebody to help you stay accountable, a uh, solid person with a lot of experience to kind of help you in your sales and in your life to kind of stay, uh, stay the course and keep you accountable in a way that's very motivating and that is uh, helpful to you to help you reach your goals, get a lot more clear picture on that. That is the person you want to go to. Also, though, Will is looking for people who are willing to or wanting to change people's lives. So if you're interested in learning more about how to help people become better versions of themselves and help them reach their goals and uh, fulfill their potential, let us know. We will get you in touch with Will to help others reach their goals. On that note, let's get started. We're going to bring our guests back here on the air and boom, we are. Hey, guys. Hey, Andres, how's it going? How's it going? Well, I uh, I don't know if you heard, but I got married last week. Yeah, so. awesome. <laughs> so it's going well. Uh, cheers, yeah. cheers to that. <laughs> My wife excited. How are you guys? How's life in Nebraska? Cold. Yes, cold, but uh, it's been a pretty mild winter overall. But uh, today was cold, but yeah, it's been great. We're having a great, busy start to the year. But we're excited to be here. <laughs> yeah, thank you guys so much for coming on. Um, I don't know if have you guys heard many episodes before. You guys, is this kind of like the first time you were hearing about ponytails? Uh, tell me a little bit about how much how much have you heard about us before? It's okay if it's nothing, by the way. <laughs> no, we watched a little bit of Sarah's um, first part of that, and I watched a little bit of another one. But yeah, not much. But this is cool. Cool. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad you're 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 new to this. This is exciting. A, a lot of people who are hearing about us for the first time uh, we keep telling us how we were wondering if there was ever going to be a podcast about people talking about this crazy job of, of going door to door. It's a little different than just any other door to door thing. I think you guys probably agree, huh? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Awesome. So uh, well, let's just jump in. Um, normally speaking with the, with a couple episodes, what we've been doing is kind of going back to the beginning. Uh, and then I know that we have a story about how you guys met. We'll save that for the ponytail story at the end because that, that sounds like it's pretty epic. And so uh, we'll save that one. But let's just start with let's wind the clocks back. We'll start with with uh, Amy, and let's let's go back to the very first time that you heard someone say, "Hey, what are you doing this summer?" Or, or how how was it that you got into Southwestern in the first place? 
Uh, if I remember right, I think I got a call on the phone when I was in my dorm room from Roger Dirksen. Uh, and I think he told me he got my name from my Dean's list and so nice. he invited me over to an information session. You know, he appealed to my, uh, <laughs> my, um, uh, like scholarly side and, <laughs> you know, through that Dean's list rope or whatever in there. And so I was like, Oh, so then I went over to an information session and, uh, I was intrigued from the start, um, and I met uh, Andrew Neisler and Matt Schneider, and uh, they became like almost like uh, brothers to me in a way, how they kind of took me under their wing and took me through a lot of the training as the semester unfolded. And so, yeah, that's how I got started at Kansas State University. Woo-hoo-hoo. Wildcats, right? Yes, the- yeah. My mom was not on board uh, at all. <laughs> uh, and the more training I got, the more confidence I gained. And I essentially, well, Roger came and visited with her and told her about it and, you know, tried to help answer some of her questions and calm her fears or whatever. But she still was not real excited about me doing it. And ultimately, I said, well, doesn't really matter mom because i'm old enough to make that decision by myself and i'm gonna go and this out and um so yeah wow that's bold i was a walker my first first summer summer. oh man so oh i got i got some questions about this so hold on so you're because there's probably people are going to be listening to this we have a variety some people are alumni some maybe are, are about to sell books what 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 was it that drove you to to because that's bold to like defy your parents like that what what drove you what was it more like the the challenge of it or was it just the stubbornness of it what what, what do you think was what made you like decide i'm doing this no matter what probably both uh my mom is a is was an awesome example for me she worked her tail off to raise four kids on her own after my parents got divorced and so i just saw that whole model my whole life of working hard and um making things happen and, you know, supporting our whole family. And, and so I just had that model of hard work pays off and, um, it, not that it was easy, but you know, she was able to su- support us all and we didn't go hungry. You know, we might not have had everything that we wanted, you know, we didn't have necessarily the name brand clothes or whatever, um, the best things, but, um, we were able to have a good life. Uh, in spite of that. And so um, I just saw that modeled and, and I, I use that, you know, I excelled in my piano. I um, excelled in the academic arena. Um, I played sports. I wasn't a star player or anything, but I worked really hard, you know, in practices to, to try to be a good player. And, uh, and so I just felt like I had some of the skills and the tools to build on um and i hadn't really i hadn't really this i don't want this to sound snobby or anything but i hadn't really failed a lot at that point in my life Mm. and uh this was a real opportunity to really test myself and there was uh, obviously opportunity for failure you know Mm. selling books door to door in a whole nother state you know um so kind of it was to prove myself and prove to myself and to my mom 
that I can do this. And I just, I just got to the point where, you know, I think I can do this and I want to do it. And so I'm going to do it. Oh, that's brilliant. That's actually, thank you for that. That's a great answer to that. Just the idea that you, it sounded like up to this point in your life, the hardships that you had gone through weren't your choice. And now this is something that you could choose for yourself to be hard and that excited you. I, I, I love that. That's, that's, that says a lot about your personality. That's really cool. Thank you. <laughs> Curtis, how about you? Let's, let's go back. We'll, we'll get back to your guys' first summer in a sec because that's always fun to hear about. But let's go back to Curtis and who, where were you, who were you when someone first told you about this crazy thing? Yeah. So first of all, I grew up in the home of the Grant Greeter, the town of Grant Greeter. I don't know if there's a sign still up in North Platte, but uh, so <laughs> bulldog, if, uh, Grant's watching. Hey, bud. Uh, so Natalie Harbat, she went to a different high school than I did in North Platte. And we were friends, just acquaintances, didn't really know her that well. But she just called me up out of the blue. So whatever they call that now, friends approach or whatever come check out what I did last summer. And she made, I want to say like 14 grand her first summer. Of course that, yeah, my eyes went up too. And I, I'm like, okay, let's go check this out. What's interesting is my two roommates went with me to the interview. So she did a good job. I don't know how that happened. If I invited them, she said, bring them along, whatever. That was pretty smart. Uh, but they were <laughs> guys, but man, when it got done, I was like fired up like 10, let's do this. And they were like, no way. So I remember <laughs> going back to our apartment and uh, just, yeah, they were drilling me bad. So my excitement probably I'm sure went down. Uh, but yeah, Natalie did a good job keeping me warm during the spring. Um, and she did a parent visit, which was good for my parents to ask questions. My dad was in sales, so he was, they never said no to me. He was pretty excited, I think. Um, and so it was pretty simple that way. I didn't get the negativity there. And then, uh, yeah, so that's, uh, I'm trying to think if I went, got cold feet. I, I don't remember. I probably did some, but kind of hung in there and went out for my first summer. So, yeah. That's, that's, that's the, that's the classic. That's the classic uh i would i always call that pony like i was the same way you know it's just yeah. like what's that yes <laughs> whatever yeah. yep i'll be there <laughs> didn't get cold they just kept going they told me about like the curve where you kind of get unexcited i might have some of that but overall it's like yeah let's go let's do this yeah. <laughs> sweet that's that's so cool i always like asking about first summer experiences because i i always say that's the one that hits you like what what did lee say that's the one that hits you like a cold wet, or a wet saint bernard was that lee or Bill Zizzy, I can't remember, but yeah. let me ask you guys about that. Was that, how was that as far as a culture shock and, and what did you experience through like maybe sales school in that first summer? Let's, let's go back to Amy. Oh my gosh. Uh, so I grew up in a really small town in Kansas, uh, Little River, Kansas, population 400 and something probably at that time, very small graduating class of like 24 or something. And so, you know, just me going to the state university there in Manhattan was way bigger than what I was used to. And then my first summer, uh, we went to um, Mississippi, you know, Ooh. and uh, I will also say my town was not very diverse. And so I uh, was awakened that there's a whole different world out there when I 
uh, was sent to Mississippi. And I uh, went, you know, one of the things that uh, helped me a ton my first year is I feel like, I don't remember at what point in the school year I got recruited, but I had a lot of, I feel like I had a lot of good training before I went to sell. Mm -hmm. Like I had a lot of time at the university, you know, meeting with Roy Lofton and Matt and uh, Andrew and all the other managers, Roger uh, in particular, Roger helped me a ton. Um, I owe him a lot for how well my first summer went because he just was like very good at this is how it works. And if you do this, then you'll be successful. And I'm very much a rule follower and, and a studier. And so like I studied hard to learn the sales talk and like the different things. And so I felt like I went into sales school, you know, prepared because um, I would not say I have very, I don't have a lot of sales talent naturally. It, it doesn't come naturally to me. I would never probably do sales again in my life. And I haven't. <laughs> and so <laughs> I really did rely on the good training that I got, like things to say and the objections and all that. So when I went to, um, uh, to Pearl, Mississippi, my first summer, I had two roommates and uh, they ended up both quitting. And so I moved in with Andrew Neisler and his brother, Chris. And my mom was like, what? You're moving in with boys? You're going to live in a one-room uh, lodge, like finished off garage thing with two boys that you barely know. And, you know, that wasn't typical practice, obviously, but uh, the circumstances, that's just how it ended up. And so um, it was great because Andrew really pushed me and uh, gave me rides to my territory as well. So yeah. And Chris did too, which I appreciated. It was really funny because I was often felt like I was the mediator between those two. Mm. Uh, <laughs> they would get after it and I'd have to like, you know, be the mom or whatever, the sister. Uh, so that was kind of funny. Um, <laughs> my first summer I rode a bike. I did uh, end up meeting a family and they let me borrow their bike. And so uh, my nickname on my weekly report quickly became Crash because I had multiple accidents. Back then, oh, no. I don't think the kids do this now, but back then we had these really big uh, backpacks and they were almost like a big rectangle, like prison box. And so they were, yeah, they were this box. And you Heavy. carried a lot of your samples with you. Mm. So carrying this big, huge bag full of books on one shoulder and riding a bike in Jackson, Mississippi. And I, I, I distinctly remember one crash in particular where I was kind of going oh. a little bit of an incline and I just totally wiped out and my books are flying everywhere and I'm on the ground and that happened more than once. So <laughs> yeah, that weight changing on a bike, it's going to take you over. Yeah. So yes, yeah, sure. Yeah. Crash, Amy Crash. Let's go. <laughs> That's epic. That's epic. And then, did you, did you, did you ever have moments where you're like, "I'm going home. This is terrible," or did you know you were going to finish the whole time during that? Oh, I'm sure I did, but I also was bound to determine that I was not going to fail because I had enough mm. people to prove, you know, my mom in particular, uh, that I could do this, and so. Um, you know, they make you make that list of people that will motivate you either to call them up and, 
you know, they could motivate you uh, throughout the week or the weekends or whatever. Back then we didn't have cell phones either. So, you know, you were out there by yourself and unless you had a pay phone, you, you were truly by yourself. Um, and so I just had a list of people that um, I wanted to prove, you know, I could do this and that motivated. Oh. That's brilliant. That's you're like, there's no way I'm coming home nope. to these people. No, I'm got in August. I'll come home with my check and I'll show them, <laughs> but yep. not in July. I love that. I love that. Curtis, about you, how was that first summer experience in that sales school and that, and, and that whole, you know, culture shock, where did you go? Yeah. So we were down in te uh, Texas. We were South West of Houston, about an hour, hour and a half in a small town about three, 4,000 people. And what my biggest highlight, most, uh, one of the biggest memories is we just had an amazing host family. I can picture we were out in the country. They had a room, really huge room above the garage that, that, that was just our pad. And I think it even had a little kitchen, I think too. So it was just a great setup. They were a great Christian family. Uh, Sunday night dinner kind of thing when we got home, uh, you know, just wonderful, wonderful people. And actually kept writing them, you know, after, I don't know how many years after, uh, you know, keep in touch. But uh, so that was one of the highlights. But yeah, good. I was just, uh, I look back, I'm like, you know, just that uh, student of the game, going to do, I'm a rule follower. I didn't really get off schedule. I did 30 demos a day, not every day, but I really shot for that. And uh, yeah, I think I, I think my check was over 10 grand after expenses, roughly my first summer. So top, top sales, um, pretty good summer. Wow. So great experience. Wow. One roommate, I, I can't remember. I just remember Wes from Oklahoma. Uh, and we might've had another roommate that I can't remember, but, uh, he was a good dude got along. So yeah, really good first summer. Great experience. I was an introvert, uh, still am to some extent, but you know, going out and doing this. And that's what my dad told me when I came back, uh, was he just looked at it as a chance for me to come out of my shell. So wow. it, that's probably the biggest thing. It just, uh, maybe come out of my shell and not be afraid to talk to people and, learn those communication skills. And I remember coming back after I got my check, driving back. So uh, school started Monday and delivering books. By the time I got to checkout, I literally got back. Like my parents had to come to Lincoln with my stuff. because I didn't have time to get home to get to school like that weekend. So I remember sitting in Lincoln at a restaurant. I don't know if we went to Barry's. Uh, restaurant. It might've been Barry's. Um, and I just remember my parents were just so fired up and just, they're just looking at me like, wow, you've grown up so much. Wow. Jack. And it was like, you know, winning a championship or something. So it was pretty cool. So. Wow. That's a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> but cool. My parents were the same way. And they're like, you're taking your brother with you. And that's how Danny got recruited. <laughs> they were like, wow. something happened to you. We want that to happen to him. <laughs> yeah. him. <laughs> Look at both of them. That's exciting. That's I so fun. A really funny story from my first summer. Uh, 
I told you I lived with Andrew and Chris. And so we went down one Sunday to a uh, Sunday meeting in Gulfport, Mississippi. And we went down and we had a fish broil, which I'd never had crawfish in my life. I was like, what is this thing? It has a head on it. And it was very spicy, you know, and all that. So that was just even that was a learning, you know, to open mind and broaden my thinking about all kinds of things. But so we drove down there and then for some reason they wanted me to drive back. And so we were driving uh, Andrew's car and very briefly in high school, I had a boyfriend at the time who tried to teach me how to drive stick. (laughs) <laughs> and I, that I did okay, but it wasn't, I, you know, I didn't do it all the time. So like it was, I was very rusty at it, but this one Sunday meeting, we were driving, I was driving back and I don't remember where we were coming back from Gulfport, Mississippi, but I, we got stopped on a hill at a stoplight and I kid you not, I could not get that thing to go. And I <laughs> bumped the people behind me like three times not once not twice but three times. <laughs> and they you know it was bad and so i didn't want to drive anymore and they pulled up next to us and they rolled down their windows like get someone in there that knows how to drive <laughs> and it was bad it was bad oh man if uh if you don't know when you drive stick and you let go of the clutch to hit the gas and you don't get it right and you're uphill, the car will start sliding back because it's in neutral. It's yeah. not like automatic where you just hit the gas and it goes. That's that's a, that's tough. Oh, man. Oh, brutal. That's yeah. hilarious. But that, that's so funny that you say that the cultural difference even within the country is super interesting. I always we, I mean, I always sold in New England, but I re- even remember thinking, because I'm from Grand Island, so, I, you know, it, it's not a huge town but it's bigger than north Platte and yeah. probably little little river little river Kansas. and but it's a little bigger than that it's a little bigger than little river it's a grand island and uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is not an island at all it's a whole fabrication but uh but anyway i i remember we drove to massachusetts and massachusetts if you've never been you guys have been but like if you're listening you've never been it's basically set up the way boston is set up in Boston, set up like a European town, like straight from the middle and then all the roads that go out. Right. And so I only mentioned that because I remember the first time, my second summer, I went to Massachusetts and I had never seen it before where you would be standing at a house and then you would go to the next house and you say, I'm the one selling in Andover. And they're like, you mean North Andover or Middleton? And they're like, no, Andover, this is Andover. Like, no, actually you <laughs> That line, that little brick right there, or rock, that's the end of Andover. And this is whatever, Middleton. I had never experienced that before, where towns end. Right. And just the next one, be- whole new permits, whole new police department, whole new district of schools. It was mind-blowing that just towns just right there ended. I had never seen something like that before. And even that just really blew my mind. And the food that they ate and the way they talked, it, it was so... Yeah, that ex- this experience of selling books really shows you that, like just really ch- exposes you to even other parts of the country that you've never seen before. So I'm glad that you share that because crawfish, crawfish boils are awesome <laughs> and not, not very popular in, in Nebraska. <laughs> so, <laughs> not right. very common. Yeah, gl- glad you mentioned that. Um, did you guys both know that you were going to come back for more 
or was it like never again? How did you guys decide? And maybe you guys can each take turns because you guys obviously had different careers from South in Southwestern. Uh, maybe we could start with Amy. How did how was that for you? And and you know deciding to come back and how many times did you come back? Uh, I came back for another summer and I recruited a couple of people to come with me. And I actually brought along a guy that I grew up with in Little River to come as well. And so, uh, yeah, I definitely I came back for another summer. I was pretty fired up my first summer to, after I got that check. And, um, you know, I just saw changes in myself that were good. And, um, you know, uh, of course, Roger worked on me as far as coming back to, you know, <laughs> um, and Roy, obviously. Um, and other people that I had met along the way, I remember Eric Dunlop was like, you got to do this again. And, um, you know, people that I looked up to in the business at that time encouraged me to, to do it again and try to expand my repertoire of skills that I was learning through management. And um, so I did. That's so cool. I love that. I love that. Did you? Did you, you and, and you kind of mentioned this, but I, I, I didn't ask, how was that feeling of coming back with your check to like your mom and to those people, that, to your skeptics? That was awesome. Uh, it was really cool to walk in the door and show her that check. And she was very proud. It's like a nice, I told you so, but humbly, you're just like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, told you. <laughs> so cool what about you curtis i mean you kind of came back for i don't know 11 more years so did, did you know at that point or how did that come about as far as like i also want to get into how you met grant greeter but we can we can sprinkle that in yeah for sure so yeah they asked me to come back probably i don't know week nine or ten of the summer and uh, i was pretty excited i probably just came off of a big week so you know management knows when to do those things and so yeah, I was, it was say a simple decision, but I'm pretty sure on the field, I decided to come back another summer. And then that's when I brought Grant and another guy, my second summer and uh, I got stories there. But anyway, so <laughs> I don't know when it kind of clicked that I was going to stick around for the career. I, my third year was my biggest summer. And then I went, uh, I had nine, hours to graduate because I started as a junior selling books. So I had nine hours to graduate. And, you know, one of the cool things from Southwestern was travel and make a lot of money and go play kind of thing. So I would have never done this if I wouldn't have sold books, but I literally took the fall semester off again, rule follower, like, Oh, I should graduate in December, but I took the fall off and, uh, Sarah and, uh, Mary Lee, I found, well, I was going to go with a group uh, from Nebraska to Australia, New Zealand. Well, all those guys backed out and gals. So I was like, well, I've got my tickets. I'm going. And then I found out two gals that sold books from Minnesota were going. So we ended up backpacking most of the trip. There was like a couple weeks in there where I went on my own. Uh, but that was a great experience. So spent, I think wow. it was four weeks in Australia backpacking and then two weeks in New Zealand. And that was really cool, really cool. Lots of cool stories there too. And then came back and then my sister lives in Las Vegas and her husband worked at the time for the plaza and he was high enough up that he could bring me on just for some work. So I stayed with them 
uh, well, I went on the Sizzler and then came back and then worked just for a few weeks in Vegas at the El, or at the Plaza. And uh, that was my oh, fall. Wow. What a fun fall, right? And then I, <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> I did nine hours and then graduated. And then I think that was my third summer. Yeah, third summer, cranked it out. And then, you know, big summer, of course, you can come back. And then so I full-time recruited uh, and that was one of my favorite years at Kansas University in the spring. Jeff Boyd and myself uh, lived in an apartment and full-time recruited. And I think together we brought about 24 or so out of there. Um, Jeez. Had a good summer and, and uh, kind of got hooked there where I probably saw, maybe I saw the vision before that to become a, a sales manager. But then that was kind of the vision and dream. And God bless me to hit district. And then um, actually yeah. left in 98 uh, after a really rough summer. And then I was interviewing around, checking some other things out. And then Roy called me up, flew me back to Nashville, talked about kind of some different campuses to work with, different kind of situations. So I came back uh, for three more summers. And then 2001 is when I, I left. So all together about 12 years. But yeah. Wow. That's a career, man. I wish uh, we'll have to have you back on with Grant to tell some more stories uh, of, of, of like that expansion that you guys had. Cause he kind of mentioned a little bit too. And, you know, Yvette was a part of that as well. And some of the other key players, but uh, you, you mentioned some stories about recruiting Grant Greeter. Let's (laughs) Grant is super polished. And obviously the, one of the goofiest people I've ever met in my life. I think anybody can say that lovingly about, about Grant. But uh, what, what was he like back then? Walk me through. Oh <laughs> uh, he's definitely matured a lot. Still has those funny things he does, <laughs> like meow, meow, out of the blue. Um, but yeah, he was he was sharp, and the boy would work, but he screwed around a lot. So I have these two guys in sales school. Grant hitting on this other gal in sales school, which shouldn't be doing. But anyway, he's hanging out with her. The other guy was like, buy the book, doing the deal, Grant's messing around, fly by night kind of guy. He had just bought a brand new car, Grand National, like his baby, and drove that to Nashville, worried about putting miles on it. He he washed that car. I roomed with him. I think he washed the car about every day. So with the, the, I remember the host family watching, like he's washing his car at the end of the day, you know, just like what in the world? But uh, what else about Grant? But, he, but the guy worked hard and did well. So anyway, the, the guy I thought was going to do well got off schedule all summer. Didn't know till after the summer. Grant went out and was top 10 sales his first year and cranked it out. Um, so awesome. We were okay friends before selling books. Like we played sports together, went to the same church. But Southwestern, we became best friends. In fact, he was my best man in my wedding. So Southwestern really developed a relationship even more. So it's pretty cool. That's awesome. Oh, I love that. That's a funny, cause you know, you, you meet, you meet people like the first time I met Grant, he's on stage doing the thing. You're like, God, that guy's sharp. You know, you, you know, I want to be like Yvette, same way. Like you just see these speakers at sales school and then there's, they're the, these big players and they're sharp and you're like, I want to learn from them. But you met him when he was an 18 year old or whatever, you know, teen, college kid, you know, 
was his hair always the same? Has he always had the same haircut? Good yes. hair, man. He's been blessed with good <laughs> hair, baby. I wish I had some people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're telling me. I'm not even 30 yet, and the only thing stopping my hair from falling is the floor. It's yeah. not good. It's not good. Oh man, that's so cool. I appreciate that story. What? Uh, let's uh, let's want, let's move a little bit forward because we. I know you guys. Um, you guys have your. I want to hear this uh, how you met story. But before we get to that, what what happened to you guys since? Walk walk me through what you guys are up to now. You don't have to like I guess do the whole highlight reel. But what what are you guys up to now? And the biggest thing I always ask with this part is, what do you think are the principles from Southwestern? That really help you today with what you do and 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 to 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 succeed at what you're doing. We'll go with back to Amy. Go ahead. Um, well, today I'm a domestic engineer, so I run the house. And mm -hmm. uh, but uh, my after my first summer of selling books, I changed my major. So I changed my major from accounting to teaching. And so uh, I just oh. saw so many kids that I wanted to make a difference in in their lives after I sold books and saw some of the conditions that they came from and. So I changed my major, I became a teacher. I taught for uh, a few years. Um, and then when uh, we had our first daughter, I was able to, or right before we had our first daughter, I was able to make the decision to stay home and, and raise the kiddos and be a full-time mom. And uh, during that time I of their toddlerhood, I um, finished my master's degree at the University of Lincoln here. And um, then after I finished that, I was able to um, do some staff development courses in the evenings um, for Lincoln Public Schools for uh, with a class oh. called teacher. And then uh, after that, that led me to um, helping our paraeducators in the district uh, get some training. And so I helped uh, organize and run a program with them called uh, Parapro. And I did that for at least 10 years, uh, but it was very part-time and I was able to, you know, still be mostly home and, and do that part-time. And uh, I also helped run a BOPS group at our church and, you know, a group of moms that got together and uh, supported and encouraged other each other in those uh, early mothering years. Um, I've always been on the worship team at church uh, and uh, play the keyboard. And sometimes I get to sing, but mostly I play the keyboard. And, um, been involved in dramatic musicals at church. Um, awesome. uh, I lead a Bible study uh, once a week and uh, just been able to uh, volunteer an awful lot uh, through ministry at the church on the lead leadership team for the women's ministry and things like that. So um, that's been really great to be able to be blessed that Curtis has a kind of career where I'm able to do that and, um, and still, you know, be at home and yeah. all the time that I need to be at home. And so that's been awesome. So our kids are a sophomore in college now and a sophomore in high school. And so we're in a different stage of life oh. and um, it goes way too stinking fast. They grow mm. up way too fast. <laughs> way too fast. That that's so cool. And before we get to Curtis, can I, I was going to ask you, so, and, and I kind of mentioned this a little bit beforehand, but, uh, so I just got married. It's a brand new, and I, I I'm always curious. You know, you got kids who are you know in college or about to be. What would you say are some of the things that you guys took from from Southwestern to your parenting, and and how did you learn to apply them, and what did you you know, 
because I feel like some of that experience is going to translate, right? I got a nephew with Vaco and Danny and Asia, and like, I'm, I'm just curious to see how that's going to turn out for him. What What did you guys find, and how did you guys apply some of these like really amazing tools for life and habits? Uh, persistence, consistency. Uh, there's hard work, you know. Parenting is hard work, and marriage is hard work. And uh, we like we've been in a we were in a marriage class for years and years at our church, and that's just. Great constantly growing and learning. And when you're selling books um, to really be have that be your craft over the summers, however many summers you would do it, you know, you're always wanting to learn how you can do something better um, and kind of hone in on some of those skills. And so, you know, just some of, even some of the communication tips that we learned, um, how to speak to people have served us well in our marriage and, and with our kids. Um, Curtis is way better at it than I am, but like there would be even times when early on in our marriage, when the kids were little and I don't know if he would like outright say, this is good. This is great. This is wonderful. Now give me three reasons why, but he's always kind of, you know, positivity, you know, that he brings to our family. And I appreciate that a lot. And, um, so some of those, you know, things that we picked up being in the culture of book people and Southwestern. Yeah. Yeah, church, I'd say is big, you know, having that foundation, going to church, um, being in that class. Um, I did some uh, studies with other men about being a good father and different things. Uh, I was just, you know, lately, Amy's into the uh, Enneagram stuff, you know? Yeah. So she's been really good. Amy does an awesome, she's a researcher. So, you know, she's always giving me stuff to read this, look at this, all this stuff, which is great. But I would just say every child is different. Like Eleni, our daughter in college, is way different than Elijah, sophomore in high school, different phases of life, growing up. And not that we are perfect by any means, but, you know, they're pretty good kids. So just catching them where they're at, listening, um, finding out what makes them tick. You know, uh, Elijah, we're finding out more and more some things about him and um, his, his, you know, time. So is big for Elijah, for example, just one example. So I just try to find things I can spend time with him doing. And for example, I like to golf, but I just didn't golf when the kids were growing up because I wanted to be with them. So I just put it on the back burner. And, you know, I used to watch golf a little bit and Elijah would be like, oh, that's sissy stuff, whatever. Well, he went golf. He's a sophomore, but he went golfing this summer and got the bug. So all of a sudden, there's something we can do together. So I golf more since July than I have the last 10 years, maybe, just trying to spend time with him, going to his lessons with him, Whoa. things like that. Um, so anyway, those are just a few things. And oh, Southwestern, yeah. So, you know, if you've sold books, <laughs> there's definitely homes that you sat in and you're just like, no way. Am I going to treat my kids like that? You wouldn't say anything, but no way am I going to. I can't believe that father or mother just said that. Like, you've got to be kidding me. And they just, you know, looking at the situation, you learn a lot from that. You know, you're in it. And uh, that's huge. And then there's times where you're just, you get all tingly and excited because you're just with a cool family. And you're just like, this is what I want. You know, I want this situation someday, God willing, 
and uh, you learn a lot of those things and you can ask people, you know, when you're in the book field, it's a, a time to wrap up a sale and just, hey, real quick, what's, what's uh, the key to a long marriage or what's one tip of being a good father and just take some notes. I wish I would have done more of that. But anyway, just it's everyday learning experience, right? So, yeah. Yeah, that's oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Where those families, you're just like oh, like, and you can still see them in your head. I yeah. mean, at least I can. I, 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 I can think of the house of the people of the family. Where I'm like, you guys, if if I could be half this cool with my kids, I, I would be a great dad. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're, I totally get it. Wow, that's really good stuff. That's really good stuff. And. So then now we can go back to that. Uh, the other question, what, what are you up to now, Curtis? What did your career look like after Southwestern and how'd you end up right yeah. now with, with, because family heritage, right? The... Yep. Yep. So I left the business in 98, interviewed around just, uh, you know, praying, wondering what to do. I actually looked at family heritage, uh, but at the time it just didn't connect with me. So went back to Southwestern for three years, came back out, looked around, interviewed around and, at the time, Peter Foray, which Peter is one of, you know, just a great guy, did really well at Southwestern, building teams, great recruiter. And he was just getting his agency going with Family Heritage. And they were doing this B2B thing. It was mainly residential when I was looking at it. And he's going to try this thing, B2B, business to business sales. So I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Anyway, long story short, came on board in 01. And then I just celebrated 20 years in November with uh, Family Heritage. So I run my own agency, close to 80 of us now, 75, 80 of us that I mentor and coach with leaders, leaders with me. And we have some alumni that work with us, Southwestern Advantage alumni, and that's awesome. And yeah, I love it. It's great. It's been a great experience. Great career. Wow. What did you, what did you find that translated well, like from the oh. book business to, to the insurance business? Yeah. Uh, pretty much everything just, uh, <laughs> skills, leadership skills, recruiting, you know, building something, uh, it's been one of the biggest skills and principles, principles, skills, and then creating a culture, creating a culture. Yeah. We've got a great culture at the, at our agency, We're like a big family. Um, but the other thing I'd say why selling books is so good. And a lot of people relate to this is the, uh, networking opportunity, just the people you meet down the road, you run into, like we're talking about here. You just, the connection is probably one of the best things. It's like a fraternity or sorority. Uh, you just, if you sold books, you just, you, you got that thing. You just, you just, you just, yeah. you know, you just know you're connected, you know? Yeah. But, uh, that's some of the, the, the best things about it is that not only the memories and the friendships, but down the road in the business world, reconnecting with people and maybe forming something up and doing some business together. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, you hit it on the head there with, with the network and the culture of like, you're just kind of know, you, you just, uh, I've told the story before, but when the podcast started, I was in uh, Portland. I live in Portland now, but I was visiting Will Metcher. You guys know well. And yeah. um, uh, there's a guy named Jacob uh, who Jacob Baines. We were all sitting down drinking beer at a bar, and there was another guy. We're all, all book people, and there was one guy that didn't sell books, but he was in sales. And he went door to door selling like I don't know alarm systems or something. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it's just 
I, I, I like that. He was trying to be like, ah, I totally, I'm, I totally get it. I totally get it. And I go, I, I'm not, I, I, it sounds like a jerk thing, dude, but there's something about selling books that's just different. He goes, what do you mean? I'm like, I don't know, man. It's just, it's just different. Yeah. And he goes, how? I said, watch this. Hey guys, do you want to hear a pony story? And everybody just went, yes. <laughs> and so, and he goes, what's that? And I'm like, yeah, see, it's hard to explain. So we go to a, this bar and they have plaques on the wall. And the way that you get plaques on the walls, you have to drink the 500 of these one liter beers. And Jacob has a plaque on the wall and you can put a quote on it. And his quote was, I will persist until I succeed. Mm, yeah. Which, which is, which is, I mean, you know, <laughs> so I go, that's brilliant. And I, I was actually at, we went there after my wedding, uh, like post reception, we went and Brian Wilson was there and some Bye. other people, some other, yeah, Ryan came out and I was hanging out with him like, have you seen the plaque? And he goes, no, let me, I'm like, let me show you. <laughs> I showed him the plaque and he goes, that's a solid quote. And I'm like, I know that's so great because if you didn't sell books, you're going to be like, oh, that's a cool motivational thing. Great. But if you sold books, you're like, that person's a book person. I know it. I know that they're book people. So that I totally, I totally get that. That there's something about that it factor, that culture factor that, you know, if you hit it and you get it, it's 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 about it's about that network. And I've it's been so fun. So thank you for sharing that. That's great. Absolutely. Um, real quick, Amy, uh, one of the things I was proud about her, she moved to Lincoln. This was before we were married. And back when it was really hard to get a teaching job in Lincoln, and from her experience, she would have probably never done this, but she went to building to building with her resume. And they're like, people don't do this. Like, what are you doing? And boom, got, got hired. So you just learn a lot of cool skills, principles. So brilliant, brilliant brilliant i i love that i love yeah the boldness to just even go do that yeah yeah and nothing is crazy like popping a tire or driving on the interstate you know or whatever and everything between you're like yeah uh-huh <laughs> so what uh, so cool yeah oh man well uh let's see it, it might be time for for some pony or for the ponytail of how you guys met i i am excited to hear this story before we do that let me run through with some uh a word from some of our sponsors and then i'm ready for this story this would be a good time as well um to uh get 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 jog your memory while i go through this stuff because that way you guys can get some of the details out but uh you, you guys know pat roach right you guys know oh, yeah. Pat? great guy oh yeah pat is uh one of our partners nice yeah, so uh, we're partnering with Southwestern Real Estate. Uh, if you guys are listening to this, there's a couple of things that I got to for sure get out because uh, Pat, he's like, make sure you mention this for sure. Number one, it's 99% drama free. And he he was like, you guys got to mention this for sure. So 99% drama free. But what Pat's looking for is people who sold books. If you didn't sell books, that's okay too, but sales, prefer, sales experience preferred. But if you sold books and you like that culture that we're talking about, that network, the feeling that, that, that Curtis was talking about, like that family vibe, um, the feeling of finding your best friends and working with your best friends and you've been interested in real estate, guys, call us. We've had several people on this show who work for Southwestern Real Estate and they all have shared the same message. We love it. It's flexible. The pay is good. And more than that, um, they have been able to grow as people and as professionals in that culture that Pat and Southwestern Real Estate has, have created. So make sure you get a hold of us and we can get you an interview with Pat. We are also brought to you by Martin and Lucas. These guys are DJs. So if you guys have an event, by the way, Amy and Curtis, if you guys have a party that you're throwing or if you guys have a celebration to do, make sure uh, you guys call Martin and Lucas or anybody out there who has an event. These guys did my wedding. 
Oh, uh, cool. and yeah, they were super fun. They also did the Freddies, the first DJs ever to do the Freddies, and by all reviews, all the raving reviews, they crushed it. So um, these guys are the way to make sure that your party is alive and popping. Because sometimes you get those DJs where you're like, this person doesn't know how to get, they're not reading the room. So the opposite of that from them. And we uh, really appreciated them coming out to Portland and celebrating with us. So um, those are our buddies over at uh, Martina Lucas. So, um, okay. Now I'm ready for this love story. I'm about to, am I going to cry? Do I need like, do I need a Kleenex or is this more of a funny, is this more of a funny story? Let's just, let's just go for it. Love. You might drop your jaw a little bit. So okay. <laughs> are you sitting down? No, I stand up for this, but I, I'll make sure if I fall, I'll fall sideways. So it's all good. <laughs> too much. So, uh, so how we met and then we'll kind of roll through. So, uh, after my first summer, after our first summers, mm-hmm. we had, uh, our awards banquet. So Kansas state, Nebraska had their awards banquet at the Marriott by the airport, Kansas city airport. Never forget it. Uh, right there by the pond there. And I noticed her for sure before she noticed me, if she even noticed me. In fact, I found out later, she wasn't really looking at me. She was looking at Bobby Marciani. Marcini, Bobby Marcini. Dude, he was a good looking guy. Seriously, good looking guy. Manager, yeah. So up on stage, yeah. Oh, polished. Looking so sharp, he might cut you. Like, <laughs> His nickname was the Italian Stallion, if that tells you anything. <laughs> so uh, anyway, before the we gets done, we're in the lobby. And again, remember, I'm an introvert. I'm shy. Uh, so I'm standing there with my dad. And I'm like, man, she's cute. I noticed her during the award banquet and all that. And uh, my dad's sales guy outgoing before I knew it, he's walking over to her and uh, saying hi to her. So I just kind of scoot along. So my dad, my wingman, buddy. Let's go. That's a dad right there. That's a trait. That's a trait. Yeah, very good. So, yeah, we just chatted a little bit, nothing major. And I remember walking away like, wow, she's cute. So then shoot forward to the Sizzler trip. We won, both won the Sizzler trip. Uh, I remember she sat before me on the airplane right in front uh, front of me. Didn't talk to her really. Saw her the night before at the hotel. And, yeah, oh, it's that girl again. So we get to uh, Puerto Varda and uh, check in, all that stuff. And I don't know if it was the first day. It probably was. But I remember sitting on the beach looking out, and I just saw this girl running down the beach to the water. And I'm like, holy smokes. She's That's her. He's cute. Slow motion Baywatch. Just Baywatch, baby. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll keep it rated. But anyway, so uh, but then I saw her later in the day in the pool and hot tub. And remember Matt, one of the guys, one of her big trainers. brothers, trainers. I didn't know this, but I thought it was her boyfriend. So I'm like, ah, oh, darn it. You know? So I thought she had a boyfriend. Now, and then so kind of shoot forward and realize she didn't. And uh, so I turned 21 on my first Sizzler trip. Oh, God. So And you're alive? Yeah. 
forgot <laughs> to tell you, I didn't really, I didn't really drink in high school, and I really didn't drink in college. But Southwestern did kind of get me in the party scene. So that's another perk or not a perk. I don't know. But, uh, Andrew Neisler shows up, up at my room. I open the door, and he's got a tequila and Seven Up, and we did poppers. And oh my gosh, I was toast before we even went to the restaurant. Gone. So I remember at this restaurant, what was the restaurant called? Chavez. Chavez. We'll come back to that. Chavez restaurant. And um, uh, there's like 20 of us at this table, and I'm just toast. And we kind of sat, we sat together. So we must have been kind of hanging out. I just remember leaning over to her saying, Hey, I uh, just forgive me. I'm drunk and I don't usually do this and blah, blah, blah. So anyway, had a great night, danced probably till three or four in the morning at the club, had a great night, great trip, came back and we dated for probably a couple years. Uh, I, yeah, I would carpool with Matt, my trainer, recruiter, uh, not recruiter, but trainer, big brother, whatever. Uh, I would carpool back and forth to Nebraska with him because he was dating a girl from Nebraska that was a book girl. Gwen. Gwen. And so we would drive back and forth. And so Curtis would sometimes come. I don't think you ever traveled with Gwen, but no. sometimes I would catch a ride with Matt because I didn't have a vehicle. This was still after my first summer. You know, yeah. I didn't have a car that I remember. Anyway, maybe I'll do at that point. But anyway, so we would travel back and forth to each other on the weekend. So it was kind of weekend dating, you know not real day yeah. um there wasn't facetime back then so you had to like just go right. to the weekends yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so we we dated a two or couple years like that and then uh he continued uh with southwestern and i didn't and so he spent a lot of time with that and um i'm you know we kind of parted ways for a while and yeah. i ended up moving to atlanta georgia by myself which i would have never done had i not sold books and I just moved and um, I was there. I actually lived there for about almost four years. And so we didn't talk to each other, didn't see each other for three years straight. Nothing. Oh, man. Crickets. Oh, no. What? You talked once. You left a message on the machine. I never talked to you. Oh, I, a pay phone. I remember being at my Ohio <laughs> phone call and just, I don't know what, why, just checking in. Called. I guess I left a message. But so, yeah, three years, nothing. And don't, I shouldn't say names on other stuff that we're going to say, but go ahead. What do you mean? I don't know. Yeah, so then uh, I ended up being, uh, I lived in Atlanta. I did some teaching. I worked at a gym, different stuff. Worked in a restaurant, American Pie, if anybody's in the Atlanta area. At that time, I worked at American Pie. I was a waitress there. And uh, at one point, I was in charge of the pool tables there. I won't tell you what they called the person in charge of the pool tables, <laughs> but that's what I did. And... Um, so, uh, you know, living life. But then I uh, eventually uh, got engaged to a man, uh, a Palestinian man, 12 years older than me, with a daughter. And uh, so we got engaged. I ended up, um, you know, just uh, realizing that I was in the wrong relationship. Um, I actually started having dreams about Curtis and school buses. And I was so I was kind of feeling the pull to get back into teaching because I had gotten a job with AEI Music, and so I actually did another stint in sales where I would go into 
restaurants and businesses, retail businesses and places and try and sell them music concepts that they would play in their sound systems overhead wow. while you're shopping and stuff. And so I did that for a while. I wasn't good at it. And then I was like, I need to get back to teaching. <laughs> and so, uh, so I'm engaged and I'm realizing this isn't God's call on my life and uh, I'm in the wrong relationship. Uh, we had different religions and things like that. And um, so I ended up paying for him to fly to my sister's house in North Carolina. So I called him up out of the blue and he about fell out of his chair. It was checkout. I'll never forget it. I, I remember I talked to her on the phone. <laughs> I'm kind of seeing a gal, but she's like, hey, I'll fly you out there. I'm like, whatever. Sounds great. And I got off the phone and I was literally shaking. It was so weird because we hadn't talked for so long. And I'm like, whoo, that was crazy. So... Yeah, so I flew him to my sister's house. Uh, I drove there from Atlanta myself. And uh, and so, uh, like, the first night he was there, we ended up going to dinner with, um, well, first of all, when he got off the plane, I'm like, okay, now this isn't the Curtis that I remember. <laughs> where's where's Barsini? Where's, where's the Italian stallion? <laughs> So maybe I should have had dreams about him. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's ticket. This is not right, guy. It's hair different, and it had like a lot some product in it that was like I don't know. And he was acting a little bit different than I remembered him acting. I'm like, okay, well, we'll see where this goes. I don't know about this. He's he's different. <laughs> <laughs> So then, so then that we went to dinner that night in Chapel Hill with my sister, her husband, and my brother-in-law's brother and his wife, and we were just had, went to this uh, restaurant and we were hanging out and and they're like, so they were asking my sister and her brother or her husband, well, how long have these guys been dating? And she told them she's like, they haven't seen each other for like three years or something like that. And they're like, what, really? They like <laughs> act like they just like have been dating forever. <laughs> and um so it was like uh we almost just kind of just clicked again you know um and uh so then we got back to the my sister's house and i told him that i i i can't remember if i was still engaged or if i was just uh no know, knowing that i needed to not be engaged and to break it off and um so i told him that and he's like well then what am i doing here <laughs> <laughs> i'm like hello yeah what and uh so i just told him about the situation that i knew it wasn't right and i needed to get out of it and i just felt like um you know i didn't know if he was dating anyone at the time and you know i i just like i, I told him i've been having dreams about him and um so there was just never closure uh, ultimately and um so we just talked about well you know maybe we can see where this goes and, you know, just start calling each other on the phone again. And then he came to Atlanta a few times to visit me there. Yeah. So we weren't dating. So I'll preface it by saying this. I went on a meeting to Phoenix, met a gal, great weekend, invited her to Mexico. So she was coming to Mexico and like a week before the sizzler in November, she cancels on me. And I'm like, holy smokes, what am I going to do? Hmm. Amy, you want to go to Puerto Varda? 
And that's where we met. We had met eight years before in Puerto Rico. She's like, well, I'm teaching, but I can maybe swing it. So it was really, really bad. But literally the ticket had this gal's name crossed out and Amy's written in there. Like it was really bad. Like she definitely <laughs> She definitely knew, but she was excited, pull apart us, see what happens. Of course, the feelings come up again. We're back where we met, got together, hung out, had a great trip. We, we had a, some battles on that trip, actually, because that, oh, that gal was there, too. So, yeah, there was some, the gal I was kind of seeing, this other gal. So, anyway, it was kind of interesting at the club one night. But anyway, all right. So that went great. <laughs> too long. That went great. Shoot for the January was the uh, sales manager banquet. My parents were there. Amy drove up to Nashville. I just remember that night really meant a lot to me that she would come to that. Really kind of like, okay, maybe we want to see if there's something here. Went to Atlanta that spring. And then we kind of talked about it, like, hey, we got to live in the same town and just see if this thing works. So that summer, I had the business to where I could stay in an apartment in the summer in Nashville. I was out in the field too, some, but in the summer. So she right. lived in Nashville. And so we had the summer together, went great. And they were like, okay, that's when we went to Lincoln. So she didn't have a job, came to Lincoln, got a job by going to all the schools. And then uh, that fall was Puerto Varda, mm -hmm. right? So we're going back to PV again. So no wonder PV is our favorite place. PV yeah. third time. Yeah. We've been <laughs> much. So we went back to Puerto Varda. And uh, so this restaurant where we had, where I was drunk eight years before. Chavez. Chavez. Very good. I went, I had the ring. I went to the owner uh, that day. And a lot of people knew I was proposing, which is probably bad. Luckily, she didn't find out. But anyway, I, I'm, I have trouble keeping secrets. But anyway, I went and talked to the guy. I'm like, okay, when I kneel down or no, after I get whatever, the, the meal, the main meal, play this song, and then I'm going to kneel down and propose. And we're out on the balcony of this restaurant. And I'll come back to that in a little bit. And uh, do you remember the song? I will be here. I will be here. Stephen Curtis Chapman. Stephen Curtis Chapman. So, you know, Mexican music, party atmosphere, and all of a sudden this song comes on. So everybody's kind of like, what's going on? <laughs> I can do the deal. She, of course, says yes. And uh, so that was awesome. Come back. And then uh, let's see. We got married that summer. July of 99. July of 99. Got married. We tripped right away. So our anniversary was 1st of August. Yeah. And then the DSL of the year trip was uh, that, that year, too. Cool. So, yeah. Great, great, great. So shoot forward, almost done now. Shoot forward to what, five years ago? Roughly four or five years ago, I wanted to show the kids where I proposed to Amy. So we go to Puerto Varda, all-inclusive resort with the kids, and we're trying to find this restaurant and nobody knows where it's at. And uh, this one taxi driver, it's like, I knew where that was at. It's not there anymore, but I'll take you to it. All right, great. So then we pull up and we're like, this is it. And it's not Chavez anymore. It is a... It's a hookah lounge. Hookah lounge. <laughs> <laughs> Still has a balcony though. 
So we walk up there, we got our kids with us. We're like, hey, blah, 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 blah. Do you mind if we take some pictures? Sure. It's like in the afternoon, nobody's hardly there. <laughs> so I got pictures of us up where I proposed close to it, kneeling down with the kids there. And uh, so anyway, long story short, definitely wow. there's a lot of reasons why we shouldn't be together, but God brought us back together and so quite a story. So what a blessing. What well, that was a roller coaster. Holy moly. Yeah. So if it's like, meant to be, it's meant to be. We definitely believe that. Woo. You could do a, not not a rom com. You could do like a whole like six episode Netflix series on this. <laughs> yeah. We had we had an engagement that wasn't happening with the wrong guy who had a kid. We had distance. We had closure. We went. We had re repetition of the same location. I mean, golly, that is a ponytail right there. That is oh so good. <laughs> cool. So funny. And now it's a hookah land, so you know. And we just celebrated twenty-two years uh in July. So yeah, it'd be great. Wow. All right. Well then I uh, let's uh, let's part ways with this. We'll leave people with this. Married people, recently married people, people who've been married for a while, twenty-two years, the one thing that or I guess one, two things that you guys would say this is what's this is the key. This is the this is the uh, we have a triangle that we always uh, try to remember to put on people's wedding cards when we go to weddings. And it's a triangle. So God's at the top and each of the other two points are the spouses and names. And so when you grow closer to God, you will ultimately grow closer to each other. And we've tried, yeah. tried to work on that in our marriage as far as, um, you know, growing our own faith having our own journeys and uh, that in turn, bringing us closer to each other as we get closer to God. Yeah. I can remember many times where we were mad at each other, frustrated, and we just go to church because we need to go to church and sermon or whatever gets to our heart and our, our mind and, and keeps things going. Plus that marriage class was huge. The marriage classes was huge. You know, yeah. you, you, there's so much mentoring that happens in Southwestern and, um, that that class was the same kind of situation there were older couples in there further along on their journey of being married and raising kids that we looked to for uh, to help us you know when we struggled and and now we kind of you know, have been able to do the same with other younger couples and um so yeah yeah wow. it's it just you know uh, still date your spouse because uh, it's it's hard, and I am not a great example of doing a date night consistently. There were times where we didn't when the kids were little, but just keep dating your spouse as much as you can, taking care of her, and because um, it gets crazy with kids and schedules and sports and all those things. But we're going to be together. You know, we're there's nobody in the house except our dogs tonight, and there's a lot of empty nesting times happening now because our son's dating somebody or daughter's at college and we're really having fun we love our kids but we're having fun and enjoying yeah. the time that we can do whatever we want when we want to do it that's great but it's because we've got a strong relationship with god of course and ourselves because uh, at some point you're going to be an empty nester god willing so you've got to have that relationship and be on the same team going through all those battles of course during that time too so Anyway, those are a couple brilliant. Things. That's brilliant. I wrote, I wrote, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and listen to this again. I mean, this is the cool part about having a podcast is you can just go back and listen to it. So, like, even like later on as your kids are married, you can be like, hey, the story is 
the story how we met is somewhere out there you can go listen to it that's so cool <laughs> wow guys thank you so much thank you so much for being on here i uh, i hope you guys had fun i hope it was a cool way to spend some uh, time reminiscing about some southwestern stories hopefully what you guys that? had a good time thank you for all you do and danny shout out to your brother and Asia, they are awesome. You're awesome. We love being a part of your uh, friendships and uh, yeah, family. Shout out to them. They're crushing the parent game. They're leading by uh, example. The at the Super Bowl. They yeah, they're doing. It's awesome. They even isn't bring, he so cute? They bring Vaco when we go play sand volleyball together. We have we've had a standing sand volleyball team with book guys like Grant and Danny and Asia and by ten years, at least ten years. So. Lots of championships. That's, been fun that's awesome that's i love that yeah and i think that's where i've met you amy before like in passing just kind of like just seeing you here and there but i never really got time to hang out with you guys this has been so fun i really do appreciate it and uh um yeah I, again the, the the beauty of this whole thing is we're trying to just bring this whole network to life kind of how it kind of help bring people together connect them in ways that maybe um are not as uh available after you leave southwestern and so yeah you guys are a huge part of it for being on here and you guys you know episode 91 we're 91 in we're almost to 100 and it's been so fun so um this is great um we'll we'll uh we'll leave you guys with this um and a couple of announcements coming up uh we have uh some big names uh for uh march uh, I think Ty Christensen and Matt Atchison were working on having them do an episode together <laughs> which if you guys know Ty and Matt Oh yeah, that's gonna be fun. <laughs> that'll Great be a job. lot of fun. Yeah, uh, Marty Pyle is also on his way uh, as well. Big name with uh, with Lee McCroskey. Um, I think we're gonna have Lee back on, and then Trey George. I think I uh, was talking about coming back on with us for sure. Um, we are trying to have Julio Hernandez. Julio is uh, with Enlight Energy. He's another one of our partners. Those guys are looking for people to go door to door doing some solar, change the world that way. And so. Uh, great company. I've worked with them before. Amazing people. And reach out to us if you guys are looking for something to do this summer or a career change. And then, of course, last big announcement is, again, reminding people of Bizzler. You guys, Amy and Curtis, you guys are invited to Bizzler. It's not PV, but yeah. it is Cancun. Yeah, and so August 15th through the 19th, it'll be a, a big net networking event. Anybody who sold books for at least one summer is welcome. Um, and so, and is no longer selling books, obviously, uh, for it to be strictly alumni. Uh, and so you guys are more than welcome. If you guys have questions about that, we'll keep in touch and you guys can, uh, get more information on that. Cause that'll be fun to have you guys yeah. for sure. Mexico is a good place to you. <laughs> yeah. and, so, yeah. and so for sure uh, with that, we'll end it here. My name is Andres Gamboa. Uh, this has been the ponytails podcast episode 91. Catch us on Thursdays and Sundays pretty regularly. Um, seven central on Thursdays and uh, four central on Sundays. Although we sometimes flex the schedule because we're flexible. Um, on that note, you guys see you later. Thank you so much, Amy and Curtis. We'll see you on the next one. Thank Bye. You. Thank you. Have a great night. Yeah. Yeah.